Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the CPT Podcast, a special midweek episode. And uh, for this conversation, we are talking with theology professor Mark Cortez from Wheaton College, as well as CPT Executive Director Joel Lawrence. And we are talking about a new MA program in ecclesial theology being offered by the Wheaton College Graduate School in partnership with the CPT. Let's get right into the conversation. Mark Cortez, Joel Lawrence, great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks, great to be it's here. Great Doug. to be here. Thanks, Doug. Yeah, Zach, we're we're. This is a special podcast we're doing today. Uh, this is a kind of yes. fifteen minute. The fable, <laughs> yeah, the fable midweek episode. <laughs> the fable midweek episode, exactly. But we are we are super stoked because we are talking about a new academic partnership that the Center for Pastor Theologians has uh, forged with the Wheaton Graduate School to offer an MA in theology at the Wheaton Graduate School with an emphasis in ecclesial theology, which is our passion, our listeners know this, uh, at the Center for Pastor Theologians. So we're excited to have Mark Cortez, who teaches at the Wheaton Graduate School in, in theology, uh, talk to us today, and as well, our very own Joel Lawrence, our executive director, who is himself a theologian and a pastor theologian, uh, and is going to be participating in the, the MA in Ecclesial Theology. And Zach, you have uh, you, you are a graduate of the program, man. Not of not of this new program because it no 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 not of the new program quite of exist yet. <laughs> but I am a graduate of the Wheaton College Graduate School, correct? Yes, and I, I have a an MA in uh, systematic theology from there. There we go. There you go. Uh, well, gentlemen, let's let's uh, for the sake of our listeners, let's just talk about like what the program is: an MA in theology with an emphasis in ecclesial theology. Maybe Mark, you could. Help us just understand a little bit about, about the program, sort of the credits. I mean, the, the the you know the hours and how it falls in the graduate school, and and give us a give us and our listeners an orientation of the degree. Yeah, sure, I'd love to. So, as you mentioned, it's a part of our MA in theology program, uh, and we've just finished a process of kind of rethinking and revising what we want to do with that program as a whole. And as a part of that, we were able to take, we've always had concentrations in systematic and historical theology. So the exciting thing about this partnership is we're now able to add this as a third concentration Mm. within the program. So there's a core of classes that all of the students will do in the theology program uh, that gives you Bible and church history and systematic theology kind of overview kinds of things that that establishes that foundation that we get to build off of. And then each of the students will have the opportunity to determine whether they want to focus the latter part of the program in systematic, historical, or ecclesial theology. And so this ecclesial theology concentration allows us to take um, a good chunk of, of the, the credit hours for the program, about 16 credit hours altogether when you add in electives and whatnot, out of a 44 credit hour program. So it's a sizable portion of the program yes. that a student will be able to lean into and say, what, man, what I really want to do as a part of my MA in theology is I really want to spend some time reflecting deeply on what does it mean to be an ecclesial theologian? What does it look like to be an ecclesial theologian? How can I be mentored 
from people who have done this sort of thing in the past, from people who are doing this sort of thing now? How does this relate to the other coursework that I'm doing in biblical and theological studies? And uh, hopefully by the end of, of two years in the program or, or longer, depending on what your life looks like, how do I kind yes. of tie all of that together and make that work for kind of whatever ministry setting God's placed me in or whatever vocation he's, he's given to me? So. Yeah, oh, that's marvelous. And and uh, can students do this full time, Mark? Or is it? I mean, can they do it part time, or is it only designed to be full time? No, uh, either way will work. Yeah, you can be a full time student uh, if you want to kind of jump in and plow through it in two years. How long the program takes full time? Uh, we have a fair number of part time students uh, in the uh-huh. program. Uh, right now, the program is designed for students who uh, are willing to relocate to the Wheaton area. Uh, we do have yeah. some online courses, and we've talked about running some of these ecclesial theology-specific classes as intensives over the summer. So aspects of the program would be available to people from outside uh, the area. But to get through the whole program right now, it's not an online program or a non-residential program. Uh, and I think part of that is just because of the kind of the vision that we have for what ecclesial yes. theology looks like when it's done well, right? That's done yes. in community, that's done in conversation and dialogue and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, you, there are all kinds of different paces you can take to the program. Yeah. And students that are doing the ecclesial theology concentration, to your point, Mark, just to underscore it, are going to be interacting with students doing the historical theology and systematic theology concentrations. Absolutely. And they'll be in yeah. classes together and be kind of rubbing shoulders and, and getting a, a, if you will, a broad theological education before they sort of drill down in this particular concentration. Yep. Yeah. And even how much they want the concentration to be uh, kind of focused on a particular area, there's some flexibility built in there as well. So we wanted to create some space so that if somebody was saying, hey, ecclesial theology is my thing, but I would love to take that historical theology seminar from George Kalantis um, uh, or from Greg Lee or whatnot. Like we want to create space for them to be able to do that. Or I want to do a seminar with Dan Trier or Jennifer McNaught. It's like we absolutely want there to be space for people to do these kinds of things. Um, and so it can be kind of a fully devoted concentration. It can be a bit of a mix and match. Um, yeah. Oh, that's marvelous. That's marvelous. And Joel Lawrence, you know, uh, because you've been around the CPT from from the get go, that we have been talking for years about um, how we might, um, you know, uh, step into the theological education and pastoral formation space because we are passionate about um, helping to raise up the next generation of pastors and, and pastor theologians. And so this is super exciting for us as an organization. Um, and, and, but we'd love for you to talk a little bit more about the why behind this particular um, uh, degree program that we're, we're partnering with the graduate, Wheaton Graduate School to do, the kind of the rationale and, and, and the logic of it from the CPT standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, as you said, this has been a, a long time coming. Um, we've been taught. I remember multiple conversations that, that you and I had during our <laughs> symposia about wanting to kind of figure out what it looks yep. like for the CPT to step into the space. So it's really exciting to to have this coming to fruition now. I think the, the why really is, you know, over the last decade plus, the CPT has been gathering pastor theologians, right? We've been finding people out mm. there who have a, a shared vision, the, who resonate with this vision of mm-hmm. the pastor theologian model, and they've connected to the CPT through conferences, through the different fellowships that we have, those kinds of things. And I think now we're we're at the, at the point where we can step in 
not just gathering, but really be a part of the formation of pastor theologians and and being part of that equipping yes. work of people who are in their formative process, moving towards a vo- vocational call, or maybe they already have a sense of that call or they're in a vocation, but they want to more deeply explore what the pastor theologian model would look like and how that could equip them in their theological education process to be to be equipped for this work um, throughout the rest of their lives. So from our perspective, it's, it's a natural space for us to step into with our um, vision of the pastor theologian model. And now being able to partner with, with Wheaton to do this is uh, just a, a great opportunity. We think for us to start to engage with that next generation of, of student who is thinking yeah. about their call to ministry and, and really step in there and say, this pastor theologian model is an actual thing and this is what it could look yeah. like. And this is how, what models in yeah. the past, how, how they've done it. And this is what it could look like in the future. No, that's marvelous. And, and let's just talk for a second. I know this could be a much longer conversation, a whole nother podcast, but Mark and Joel, why would someone want to do the, you know, someone's listening and they're perhaps an undergrad and they're aspiring to, to full-time vocational ministry, pastoral ministry. They've connected with the CPT or they know of the pastor theologian vision. They're excited about it. And they're thinking, you know, the normal track is to go get an MDiv at a seminary. Wheaton Graduate School, of course, is not a seminary. It's a graduate school of a Christian liberal arts college, Wheaton College. It's a diff- That's a kind of different institutional setting and space and culture even. And an MA in theology is different than an MDiv. Why would someone want to do this or pursue this as opposed to an MDiv? Yes, or maybe it's, right a maybe, it's, maybe it's a both yeah. end. Maybe it's a both end. Yeah, I was going to say, or in addition to an MDiv. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. I mean, just talk to us about that. But I think it's helpful just to clarify this. Is, this is a different kind of degree uh, and is doing something a little different. It's going to be a different educational experience and a different mm-hmm. educational environment. And love, love for you know, either of you or both of you to, to reflect a little bit on that. Yeah, Joel, if you might, I'll jump in there first, uh, probably because I was actually just on a panel earlier this morning talking about the difference between an MDA, an MA and an MDiv and why yes. students kind of might want to go in either direction and their strengths and weaknesses to both. Yes. Uh, and my go-to answer for that is always to just talk about the difference between breadth and depth. Um, yes. I think the MDiv is a wonderful degree, if uh, particularly if you want to develop a broad set of skills across a range of disciplines. Uh, but the weakness to a degree program like that, by definition, is you don't have the opportunity typically to go terribly deep in any one of those disciplines. You get a great intro or a great survey of them all. Um, and then sometimes you're kind of a little bit frustrated because you wanted to go more deeply into this thing. You found super fascinating. Uh, the MA yeah. strengths and weaknesses are going to be precisely the inverse of those. You have the opportunity to dig deeply into one particular subject area, this one theology. Um, no, it's not going to give you the same breadth of training that an MDiv is going to give you. Uh, but if you've developed an interest in theology, particularly this idea of being an ecclesial theologian, a pastor theologian, you want to spend more than just a week or two talking about what that means and what that looks like. A program mm. like this lets you really kind of sink deeply into what this looks like and how this might get lived out in your particular setting. So I that there are no wrong answers here. It's yeah, kind of right, given right. who you are and where you're going, which of these two things is the right way uh, to get you there. But Mark, if I could just, and before Joel, we hear from you, could I ask you, Mark, in your mind, it wouldn't be wasted energy or time to 
to, you know, there are MD, we know we, there are a lot of folks doing MDivs, right? That listen to our podcast. If you're listening to us talk right now, this would not be wasted energy to con- seriously consider doing an MA in theology at Wheaton with an emphasis in ecclesial theology as a sort of adding depth to an MDiv course sequence. Is that, am I getting you right on that? Yeah, I, I absolutely would think so. I mean, I know students doing multi, kind of two graduate degrees. Set, I mean, okay, yes, that's a lot of time and there's money and the pragmatics <laughs> yes. of it absolutely come into play. Right, but if I just right. stay focused on the learning side of it, yeah, absolutely. You're talking about two very different things. Uh, and so there's yeah. a learning experience that you would get from this kind of a program that would not replicate what you did in the MDiv and it would take you further. That's great. Joel, I just jump in there and, yeah, and say, uh, you know, with, with the same kind of caveats about pragmatics and cost and time and, and all of that. But certainly I, I think one of the things we all realize is the, the, the long-term success of pastoring takes time to really build the kind of, of mm. character and discipline and mindset of what it, what it looks like to be a pastor. And, and so I think the, the challenge that we have with theological education today is the, the question of how well it's really doing forming pastors who are going to, who are going to be able to, to make it for the long term in ministry, particularly as the world becomes more complex, as the, the challenges facing the yes. church become more distinct. I, I think that a, you know, if somebody can't do both, but the, the MA in ecclesial theology will give that focus that, that Mark is talking about here that I think is really important. Um, but I, I think a, a combination of the two would be great. And that kind of an investment on the front end or at a, a certain stage in someone's life will, will pay dividends down the line for sure. That's great. That's great. Zach, you, what do you think about this, man? Yeah, I wanted to... I wanted to interject uh, just a couple things quickly on this. One, that another reason I can think of to even consider a program like this after an MDiv would be if you're if you're eventually getting towards a PhD program, yeah. um, having an MA in theology, depending on a whole bunch of factors, might put you in a in a in a good position yeah. um, for applying for for doc- doctoral level work. Um, and then I just wanted to say that. Um, I think I would have been when I was coming out of undergrad from from Moody in 2014. Like this program would have been tailor made for me. Um, yeah, and I was already pretty taken with the kind of pastor theologian model um, for my own sense of calling and vocation. And um, I had a whole bunch of kind of pastory MDiv type courses that I had taken as part of my undergrad. I had done a bunch of preaching, uh, and like language courses in particular, um, that would have made a lot of MDiv, um, like a lot of the MDiv programs I was looking at, at least partially redundant. Mm. Um, so that, that, um, yeah, so I, I, Kind of wish this would have been around in 2015 when I was looking at that school. Um, but I'm, I'm glad it's we're, happening we're, now. we're late to the game. We're late to the game, Zach. Darn it. <laughs> no, it's fine. We, I Mark, to Wheaton anyway, your so thoughts, brother. Yeah, I don't, want to, I don't know how much time we want to spend yeah, on this yeah, question, but I actually kind of want to throw it back to you, Todd, because you started this off with why do a program like this at a school like Wheaton rather yes. than go to a seminary? I think my question for CPT would be why are you partnering with Wheaton? Like what what – how did that make mm. make that make sense? 
That's right. I, I, <laughs> that's a great, great question. I'll, I'll, I'm going to defer this to Joel Lawrence. Joel. Well, I, I think there's a number that? of reasons why. Um, yeah, I, I think part of it is is relationally the connection between the CPT and Wheaton has been has been deep in the years that we have been doing what we've been doing at the CPT. We have just, I think, a great relational connection with Wheaton. We have a great ethos relationship with Wheaton. I think we we kind of yes. get each other in the evangelical world and in the evangelical space and feel feel comfortable with that. So at, at those levels, I think it, it really makes sense institutionally to do it. At, at the, the kind of deeper philosophical level, I, I think the this this question of the concentration and the ability to be focused on ecclesial theology. I think the MA does provide an opportunity here um, just to circle back to what has already been said that, that gives 16 hours to really dig into this. You can accomplish a lot in that period of time of Mm. really helping shape (laughs) vocational identity and vocational vision. And I think that's a, a really critical part of what this is about. It's not just educating about what uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer did in the past or someone else. It's about, kind of that formative side. And you, you get more of that opportunity with this kind of a program, I think. That's really helpful. <clears throat> and one thing I'd add to that quickly is Wheaton being a liberal arts college um, and yes. the, the culture of yeah. that model of education. I won't go into that too much here, um, but uh, that does bleed up, I suppose you could say, into the grad school. Yes. Um, it's, it's a certain type of environment that I think is very resonant with what we're about here at the CPT, yes. namely pastors and ministers being engaged with the kind of entire breadth of liberal learning and, uh, you know, integration of faith with other disciplines and theology as uh, interdisciplinary conversations with other disciplines. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, for that reason as well. Yeah, no, so well said. I wonder if I could ask Joel and Mark you to respond to the following little sentence framework I'm going to give you. Thinking about um, uh, the ideal student or or who would be sort of the right person to come to the program. Um, If you could fill in in the following blank I'm going to give you. If you blank then this would be a great program for you. If you blank, what is the blank? Joel? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, how would you, I'll, how would I'll jump you? in. I, I think uh, <laughs> if you want to see the church led theologically, this would be a great program for you. Right? If, you're, if your kind of sense of passion is to be a leader in the church, to be serving the church in a pastoral yeah. vocation, you're, you don't you have discontent with some of the ways that the pastoral model has been played out in the American church and you want to see this pastor theologian model reflected in your own life and your own ministry for the sake of the church then this is a fantastic opportunity for a person like that who kind of has this deep sense of love for the church love for theology and, and a desire to see those wedded together in, in church ministry that's great Mark how about you 
Well, Joel, you made me nervous there for a second when you went with kind of if you're discontented with pastoral ministry the way it functions today, come to this program. I'm like, I'm not so sure. I wanted to be quite that wrong. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like, if, if, if you're That'll be good of, for enrollment, though, Mark. <laughs> there you go. It might affect my job satisfaction just a little bit. That's right. Um, you know, but if, if you're the kind of person who has just a passion for robust theological depth in the pastoral role, um, and thinking pastoral yeah. broadly, right? Lots of kinds of ministries that that could affect, but robust theological reflection being done from that kind of a ministerial location, uh, if that kind of vision excites you and you would love to kind of sink your teeth into that further, then this program's for you. I realize that was a really long blank that I just gave you, but that's me going in the blank. <laughs> no, it's great. That's great. I know. I, I well, I, I don't know. I, I, I'll bet a lot of money. There are a handful of folks listening to the podcast right now that are their interest has been piqued, and they want to. They're and they're in the right position to do something like this. They're thinking about next steps in their education and pastoral preparation and formation. How do they connect with this program? How, how do they find out more? Where do they go? Is there a website, announcement? You know, is it on the Wheaton homepage, the CPT? Joel, help us with that. What, 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 uh, how can they find out more? And then Mark will hear from yeah, you and then so, we'll, we'll wrap. A, a couple of different avenues. One is uh, the, the uh, Wheaton website. They can go to uh, wheaton.edu slash CPT. And that will be the primary place that can take them into exploring uh, the the degree concentration. Um, they also at, will be able to come to the Pastor Theologians website, pastortheologians.com, and we'll have some information there and link it to Wheaton right. as well. Also, uh, on April 6th at noon Central Time, there, Wheaton will be hosting a an online uh, admissions event where people can come and connect to that right. and that link will be it will link with either of our our uh, websites will get people connected to that and they can sign up and, and come and be a part of that online uh, program that's awesome mark anything else to add to that no other than I mean by the time I would assume this is available for people to listen to there will be more information available online um, so yeah. there'll be a press release Press release will have gone out, emails and whatnot. So keep an eye or an ear out for those sorts of things. Um, the wheaton.edu slash CPT website will be the best place to go. But if you just want to talk further about the program, um, uh, just search for me on Wheaton's websites and get in touch with me. And I would be happy to uh, either direct you to one of our grad counselors or just sit and chat for a while right. about what this program is and what you're interested in. And yeah. That's excellent. That's excellent. Well, we we're uh, again we are uh, really excited about this coming to fruition and this degree program launching. It's been something we've been talking about, as Joel said, for many years, really. And Mark, you and I have been in conversation uh, about it for a little while now as well, well over a year, yep. two years, maybe longer. Uh, so this is this is super exciting for us, and we're really really grateful for Mark, you, and and the Wheaton Graduate School partnering with us, and we're really excited. Uh, for the impact this is going to have, we pray and trust uh, in helping raise up the next generation thanks, of pastors. Yeah, so thanks, Mark, for being on today, and Joel as well. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this special midweek episode of the CPT podcast. If you or anyone you know want to learn more about Wheaton College Graduate School's new MA in Ecclesial Theology, you can find that information at wheaton.edu slash CPT. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CPT Podcast, a theology podcast for the church. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider throwing us a like, sharing the podcast online, subscribing, leaving a review. Uh, Anything like that would go a long way towards helping other people hear about the podcast. Uh, The CPT Podcast is a ministry of the Center for Pastor Theologians. You can learn more about the CPT by visiting us at pastortheologians.com. You can also find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. Our host for today's episode was Todd Wilson. Our producer and editor was Trenton Jones. Our music was composed by Andrew Gerlicher. I'm Zach Wagner. Thanks for listening.